welcome to the Art of Faith podcast, where we talk about faith, talk about arts. I'm Joshua Kapczynski, and my great co-host... Pastor Joel Fairley of the First Baptist Church of Claremont. All right. Very happy to be with you today. So, Josh. Yes. In the 21st century especially, mm -hmm. uh, a trend has been sweeping the nation. Yeah. And we have been inundated with a, with a certain subject matter in the cinema. Yeah. And that is has been the presence of superheroes in our lives, and we cannot go a month without them, it That's seems correct. like. <laughs> That's correct. And, um, and so comic books have a, had, have a strong, have been having a strong cultural influence on us. Now, some people say, well, no, the movies have. No. <laughs> so you're, you're going to say comic books. I'm going to say yeah. comic books, yeah. because it all stems from comic books, and we'll talk about that a little bit. So, um, so that's what we are, and 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 sometimes we have to, uh, when we see these movies, um, as Christians, we maybe feel like we are in conflict, right, because of the subject matter, right. And so, how do we deal with that? Yeah, I definitely think we need to talk about that. Um, we had a conversation a while back where you stated that comics are the new mythology, or they're. The American mythology. They're the American mythology. Yeah. And I, um, I'm stealing that idea and thought from Stan Lee, probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, comic book creator yeah. in the world. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, um, and I would go as far as to say that, that he has done for the media of comic books and the subject of superheroes what, um, and don't write letters, <laughs> don't send me hate mail. Uh, but what um, what Paul has done for the Christian theology? Oh, wow, that's a huge statement. That's a huge statement. Yeah, All it right. is. So who? What? Who? Not because Stanley is particularly Christian, right? But but he's genius, a visionary, a visionary, as Paul was a visionary. Yeah. Uh, who did Who did uh, Stan create? Stan created um, every. Stan created everybody we love and like. Mm -hmm. In the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe. Who's the number one? Who's the one everybody is going to know? Spider Man. Spider Man. Everybody's going to know yeah. Spider Man, and Spider Man is the um, he he made decisions when he started writing and being in control, being being in control of creative control of Marvel Comics, which which happened in the late fifties and the mm. and the sixties. Um, Every he began to create in um, he began to create in the '60s what is known as the he brought in what is known as the Silver Age. Mm. Okay, so here's here in a span of maybe three to five years, yeah. this is who was created and came on the scene: Spider Man, Fantastic Four, Iron Man, mm. Thor, wow. Hulk. The Avengers, the X-Men. Did he create all those? All of them. Wow. They're all his brainchild. And um, some he wrote for, yeah. but they all created him. He tells a story. He was sitting in his office. He was telling the story, and he saw, a, he, he saw a bug crawling on the wall. And he said, I need to create a superhero that can crawl on the wall. Mm. So he created Spider-Man. Wow. 
And the thing that's different about the Silver Age as opposed to the Golden Age, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But the the um, the the Silver Age, Stan Lee wanted to demythologize superheroes and put them, make them human, and human with these special abilities. And that they have to, and they have problems. Yeah. And they have to work around their problems. Yeah. That's never been in DC. So I, that's one of the things I admire about Marvel. Marvel, Marvel is more. Yes. Problematic. Problematic. Uh, well, you know, um, the greatest, the probably the greatest line I ever read in a comic book is at the end of the Spider-Man um, origin story or the first Spider-Man book. Um, he has that great line, and and Peter Parker walks away with the painful lesson of with great with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. yeah, and that applies to everybody. That applies to everybody, and that's like the and so I say that's the gospel according to Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody can relate to, in in their own way, be Spider Man because he's mass. He's a teenager. Uh huh. Very relatable. Very and very relatable. And, and he and he, he's having a hard time making yeah. a buck. Yeah. <laughs> having a hard time with girls. Having a hard he's time a with girls. Yeah. But when he has the mask, when he's Spider Man, yeah. he has the amazing abilities. He, you know, he's probably he has always been written with a great sense of humor. Yeah. He's really funny. Yeah. I. Remember being a kid. I was not into Spider Man when I was a kid, um, but I was in a. Did you ever have to go to private school? Um, no, oh. no, I no. I wish I. I wish. No, you don't. I, I do. Oh man, I was. I was. I was. I was swallowed up in public school. Did, okay, see, I did both. I did. Yeah. I did some time in Christian private school, uh -huh. and then I did. You know, public school. Yeah, I got in more fights in Christian Christian school than yeah. I did in in public school. Anyway, I remember I have a vivid memory of this um, black kid that everybody hated, and you know he was he was poor, he was weird, um, socially awkward, but I befriended him, and this kid was obsessed with Spider-Man. Like, just drawing cartoons on whatever, mm -hmm. like, showing me how excited... And I didn't get it. And I would say now I get it. I understand why he gravitated to, to Spider-Man because for him it was empowering because he had absolutely... He had no power no at power. all. I mean, he was a scrawny little kid and yeah. got picked on. And yeah. And again, he was socially awkward, but it's like he went into his own little world in school, and that was Spider-Man. Yeah. He, and I think for for um, lonely kids like that, yeah. I was a lonely kid. Mm. Um, you know, you were probably you are you're probably one of the most charming people. You have <laughs> you have charm. You have poise. You have uh, je ne sais quoi. Oh, je ne sais quoi. That little something something. You got uh, a little something something uh, going on. 
I never had that. (laughs) I was, I was, you know, I, I lived deep, deep, deep in the dork forest. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and so for, for the things, things like that, when we don't feel like we have much power, especially when you're the youngest child, you don't feel like you have much power. Um, we're always searching for heroes. Our our little our little radar is out, and we're waiting for those tingles. Um, yeah. I remember my my heroes growing up, even prior to anything comic book. My my heroes growing up were Tarzan, Robin Hood. Robin Hood was my guy. Robin Hood. These I guys loved the, Robin Hood. I mean these these champions yeah. of 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 justice. Yeah. I still like Robin Hood. Oh, Robin Hood. Like, I think, I I don't have a, I still secretly want to steal from rich people. (laughs) You know, yeah, and give to the poor. Absolutely. Okay, what what turned you on to Robin Hood? It was that. It was justice. Yeah. What, what, uh, what was the, what? Well, initially Disney. Disney, oh, with um, um, Richard, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So that, that that one that Disney cartoon sparked my imagination. And also Robin Hood. Oh, the the fox. Yeah, Robin Hood, and little, little John, John walking yeah. through the that, forest. That started it. Yeah, and then every other Robin Hood film, I had to see it. So. Mine was Errol Flynn, and Errol Flynn was the second for sure. Man, it was. Yeah. So so there is this in us this this desire for heroes. Yeah. And we gravitate towards it. Yeah, I can t- probably tell you that um, the thing that made me excited about the Bible was the hero. Were those heroes? I remember getting a little comic book in Sunday school, mm-hmm. and we had to come every week because they had to finish the story. And that's where I fell in love with David. I'm doing David and Goliath this Sunday. So fabulous, yeah, and and I won't obviously tell the you know the 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 giant and the and the boy thing, yeah. But uh, I think that there's like a lot something psychological going on that we identify with. It's mm-hmm. in our nature. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph Campbell worked through it on the hero's journey. Familiar with Joseph Campbell? Yes, and I'm all familiar that. with yeah. some. Yeah, so he did this big PBS psychological study on mythology. Uh huh. And our need for mythology, and you know, they and the the heroes, which is probably on, which is all over Marvel. It's all over DC. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the lost, unempowered, usually boy. So I'm gonna, I'm actually maybe you can help me. I'm looking for a girl illustration for Sunday. Okay. Because usually it's all you know. It's Luke Skywalker. It's Harry Potter. Yeah, it's, it's yes. It's always a boy that yes. is going to go on this hero's journey. Yes, and they start off from the lowest of the low, unempowered, and you know, and then they meet the wizard, mm-hmm. and you know, they go on this journey and they face all kinds of struggles and mm-hmm. they and they come into their own and they have victory and so that cycle. And yeah. Then, yeah, well, um, and that's David and Goliath. It is. He's a uh, he is a unempowered, most likely a bastard. You know, he's the redheaded stepchild that no one wanted to see. <laughs> like literally, redheaded, ruddy. And, yeah, ruddy um, and fair. Fair. Yeah, 
Uh, Dad didn't want to present him to the wizard, but the wizard picked him. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, so heroes. I think that I I I think that um, God genetically engineered us to respond to heroism. I agree. To respond to to those visceral moments where where someone stands on the brink and looks at death and danger and evil and darkness and mm-hmm. says, you oh, shall not pass. pass. For sure. You know, and that's, I think that's what heroes do for us. And that's what comic books yeah. did for me. And so it's been great. And so, I, I think, you know, like with Spider-Man, anybody can stand up. Anybody can. Anybody and, can. So, yeah. That's why they're in power. And I think that that's why they're important. I think we... I and I, I they do now. Yeah. I grew up. Um, well, this is what's all started it for me, um, and it started with a sound more than a visual thing. Oh, nice! Oh yeah, yeah, You're taking me back to my childhood. than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. And now, another exciting that episode. That is so cool. Isn't that cool? And that, that hits me now at 66. For sure. What and, year was that made? 50-something? Huh? What is that? He was in the 50s. That was in the 50s? Yeah, he, I think... I think they started, um, they stopped, they stopped um, around a couple years after I was born. I was born in 56. Okay. So these are late 50s. But it was, you know, to this day, I have tears behind my (laughs) eyes when I hear that, that dun 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 just. Um, And so... And so Superman is the one who started it all. Yeah. He started it all. So yeah, um, go back to the foundation of comics. And back to back the, to the day very one. foundation. Yeah, let's, and let's and we will and we will talk about all of that today. Hey. <laughs> so um I'm gonna show you I'm gonna show you the coolest thing okay. that I own. Let's see. Absolutely it. bar none, the very coolest thing that I own. That's me. That's really cool. Did uh, you... Right? It was presented to me. I was uh, I was the auctioneer for a charity auction for Crossroads Christian School, and the committee got one of our dads. His name is Art wow. T-Bear, okay. who is a comic book artist. Really? He, he, um, they took some pictures of me, yeah. and um, he created that for me. So this is not for sale. Oh hell, <laughs> heck no! <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> oh no! 
This is this is absolutely it's um it's not shown very well yeah. because of the glare, but I, I didn't know what else to do because I don't want to take it out yeah, of blame, yeah. the frame. But And so he knew that you were a Superman fan. They told him. They told him I was a Superman yeah. fan. They also got me this committee was great. They also got me my own Superman costume. <laughs> so awesome. With a fake chest in it and everything. So what is it about Superman that you gravitate towards? Um, it really, it really goes back down to my childhood Mm -hmm. and how, how, um, confident, strong, um, he, you know, he's, he's watching out for everybody. He's just cool. You know, the thing that danger is coming, looks around, takes his glasses off and his coat and runs, and then he comes out, and yeah. and then you hear that sound. Yeah. It it hits me on a visceral level, mm. and um, and and I it's like it's like everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. Cause Superman's around, and they and they and the later movies yeah, about vast. Superman play on that, and especially one. Especially the Superman Returns, where Brandon Routh, which I I adored that movie. Wait, the, which one was that? The Brandon Routh movie with um, um, I I forget who directed it, but it was it was it I call it I call it um, the revisit of the the Superman movie that honors Christopher Reeve. Okay, that but it's not Christopher Reeve. It's the no, one it's after. Brandon Routh. Okay, he has a line. And he says to Lois, mm. I'm always around, Lois. Uh, How wonderful yeah. is that? Yeah, that's. we could probably spend an entire episode talking about the Christ type that he is, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it's huge. It's like all over the place. And the writers of Superman, I mean, it's, he's very Christ type. Would you agree? I mean, huh. I mean. Oh, very much so. But not in the beginning. Yeah. The, not, okay. Not in the beginning. So he with, he does evolve more towards that. Yes, as as um, comic book sensibilities yeah. have evolved, that has evolved. Yeah. Um, and so um, we, so I I have always so been. Go the, ahead. The Brandon one. Brandon is Routh. Brown, is that the one where he's up in the sky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crucifix, and he's listening to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, he's up there. He's listening list, to everybody's listening prayers. Listening to it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I, that one was definitely unavoidable. Yeah, it was. And, you know, and p- some people say, well, that's sacrilegious. No. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. It's, first of all, Superman is not real. Nobody's trying to uh, start a cult of Superman worship. Except for you. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know, nobody. Those of us. Um, the thing is, is as I just think of that young man that you befriended. Yeah. He needed at that point in time. Yeah. He needed Spider-Man Absolutely. in his life. Absolutely. To grab to something. Yeah. To, and if that led him to the reality of Jesus yeah. for him, 
That'd be awesome. Yeah. And I think that they do. I think that the heroes lead people to Jesus. Yeah. If, they, they, if you take a deep dive into them, for sure. You you can. And you can see, well, where are the similarities between between superheroes and Jesus? Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Resurrection. Yeah. I, I, when I was teaching third grade, I ran in a, at a Christian school, I ran across this little song. I forget the group that did it, but um, it was really this upbeat, happy, bumpy kind of bubblegum song. But um, it said, said, Jesus is my superhero because he died for me. Yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the that's the best. Yeah, that's the best. So, um, I have a, you know, I have been interested in comic books and the, um, for lack of a better word, the evolution. Yeah. Of comic books and when they all started, and and it comes from, you know, this book that I discovered called the Comic Book Encyclopedia. That's really cool. That talks about everything. Everything. And this is uh, Marvel and DC. Marvel and every, independent, all of, independent, all of it, all of it, all of it, and goes and starts back in the 1920s. So I was going to ask my next question. So when did comics start? Well, I'm sure they've always been around. Um, well, comic strips have been around. Okay. You know, any any time there was a there was a, a newspaper that came about, there was one page mm -hmm. called the funnies, yeah, yeah, or called the comics, right. And so the first comic books began by compiling a series of these um, daily strips, and then put them in a, in a compilation in yeah, a comic book. book. Okay. So and, when did the superhero comic begin? The superhero comic began. Um, with two young men who um, met in high school, mm -hmm. and they were writing stories and and sending them off, and they they you know get rejection after rejection right. after rejection, and that is Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, and two little Jewish guys, right? Two Jewish guys, and they came up yeah. with um, Superman. For action comics, mm -hmm. and it came out in June 1938. Jeez, and they were 24 years old, and um, and it exploded, exploded. So Superman is coming up on 100 years pretty yeah, soon. Pretty much, mm -hmm. yeah. In what? 18 years yeah, from now? Yeah. Yeah, 100 years. And That's, that he has been in our culture. Wow. And I would venture to say that the Superman symbol is one of the most recognized symbols around the world, regardless of the, liter the literary capacity. I could drop in to any place in the world it's wearing a... a and they're gonna S on my chest, and, and they would say, it. "Superman, Superman." It's pretty amazing. So he started everything. Yeah. And um, and and so from then on, he was the he was the father. The super, they were the father of the golden age, and then all the other comic book companies 
they, started. They they're like started it, it was coming about. And at at so uh, Batman followed the very next year. Okay. Very so he next was the year. number guy, number two guy, Batman. Batman. He was in 1939. He came wow. out, and um, I had no idea he was that old. Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Wow. Came out in that. And 1940 uh, was was probably the biggest. 39 and 40 were the biggest um, superhero explosions because we got we came in one book. You came out with Flash, Hawkman, mm. <laughs> and um, and then shortly after that was the the first iteration of the Green Lantern, and then um, Wonder Woman came out in 1941. Um, do you know who created Wonder Woman? I don't. The one who the the man who created um, developed the lie detector. Really? Yeah. And so that's why he's got the magic lasso. William Marsden. Yeah, probably. So the lasso of truth. Lasso right? of truth, right? And he was the first one. He 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 saw that in this upcoming ones there was a well market for a female superhero. Huh. And so um, the holy trinity of DC Comics, Superman, Batman, Batman and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Um, what about Aquaman? Does he fit into the... He, he's in the... He was developed not, in the Golden Age. Okay. But he's not in the... But he's that, not... He was not nearly as cool. In fact, in the Golden Age, there was a aquatic superhero uh, that came out in 1939, but not by DC, but by Marvel, hmm. of all places, and that was the Submariner. Um... Prince Namor. Okay. And uh, and so I think Aquaman, he was pretty obscure in the 40s. Aquaman was, um, he was developed after that. And so uh, at one time, Superman um, inspired a comic book that eventually outsold even him. Hmm. And that was when Wiz Comics came out with... Um, well, we know him today as Shazam. Okay. But it, but his name was Captain Marvel. Really? Yes. Same costume, same look, the red, okay. the white, yeah, yeah, the, and everything. Um, and, uh, and he outsold it. He outsold Superman? Oh, everybody. And then DC said, oh, you're a ripoff. And they sued him? No. Oh. They said, sell him to us. Oh, wow. So Wiz Comics was bought up by DC. Do you know what DC stands for? No. Detective Comics. Detective Comics. So, I, I'm i sorry. No, I, this is really good. I'm geeking out no, on no, this. No, this is great. Yeah. How do you feel, since you are such a, a purist and a comic book lover, mm -hmm. how do you feel about all the new movies that are out? Do they? Does any of them bother you? Or no, they, they don't. No, no, because first of all, I know how they all started. Yeah, and so they needed to, and and they all started it in a really elementary fashion with elementary right. writing, and um, and so they needed to evolve, and they mm. needed to be, um, and actually, it was Stan Lee that gave everybody permission, permission. for them to evolve. Mm for them to become more relatable to us as human beings. Right. And so um, I, I think they're keeping with it. Now, um, it just has to. 
you know, and and I think it's I think American mythology, the American mythology, is the only one that that allows their. All the other mythologies are static; they are what they are. Yeah, we're the ones that allow our mythology, and I mean that in the truest sense of the word, mythology. Yeah, it, there's nothing real. There's nothing real about it. There's we're not no, trying to explain anything. Yeah, we're just telling. We're telling stories, and the thing is, is there's probably more unique stories in the yeah. comic book realm than anywhere else. Original, they're original, they're fun. They're um, when, when I was growing up, uh, X Men was a little taboo for Christians. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember uh, youth speakers coming in saying, "You can't read X Men because it's demonic." And satanic, and I mean, you name it. It was mm-hmm. like you can't do, you know. Don't mm-hmm. don't put your don't put your mind into this. Don't let don't let this infect your your soul. And and so I never. I would look at Superman and some of the other classics, but I never went into to X Men. And it wasn't until later. I had a friend who owned a comic book store who was also an elder in the church mm-hmm. and a pastor in the church. And he explained it to me in a different way that you could see the X-Men as a parallel to early Christians. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is that? And so, you know, he was able to use and leverage mythology mm-hmm. in-, in, his, in his faith. The I get it. I get. Yeah. I get. I mean, there was a time in the 1950s when um, when Congress, United States government, was trying to censor comic books. Oh, jeez. And they were, and they, they were because they or... felt that they contributed to juvenile delinquency and idleness and was against the American work ethic at the oh, time because kids were sitting around reading comic books and believing in something that wasn't real. And so I kind of grew up in that ethic. And so when I would ride my bike down to the local store and get two comic books for 25 cents, I would hide them under my mattress so my mom wouldn't find them. Oh wow! So you're and then parents... when she'd make the bed and find all my comic oh books, my the gosh. next thing I know, they're in the trash. Oh no! They're gone. Oh, I can't. I can't even tell you. So you lost some good ones. Oh, I, I, I. He'd probably be a rich man if I would have mom... bought this church with the books I had. Because in a minute we're going to see what they're worth. All right, that's what I'm. I'm curious about. Yeah, we're going to see what they're worth, but. Um, the the thing that I think what is what is the guide for Christians? How do we how should we respond? Well, I think we have to realize number one, our own superpower that has been granted to every human being who breathes this air, regardless of whether they're atheists or believers, and that's the superpower of choice to choose Choose. I choose I choose to not put this in my heart I choose to understand who I am in Christ and who I am according to biblical truth 
and and that verse, I think the uh, Philippians four eight mm. puts it all together. Yeah, I agree. Whatsoever is pure, whatsoever Lovely. is good, think on yeah. these things. Yeah. And I have, I have not found, and I have only found um, comic books um, to be to be blessing. Yeah, you know, blessing for my eyes, a blessing. For your imagination, for my imagination, and then and there and honestly, there was a time when I outgrew it, yeah, and I outgrew collecting them. I would have, I think I st- I have a whole drawer full of comic books that I haven't read. Hmm. Wow. I just collect there's, there's, them. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it you know, be a and problem, so right? I that so I'm done. Yeah. You know, and I I gradually moved away from it. Yeah. And so anybody who wants to do a blanket statement about comic books and comic book movies as being um, satanic or demonic or anything like that, uh, the bottom line is, first of all, uh, make a choice yeah. to see it, not to see it. Right. Um, and there are, there are great comic book movies out, mm-hmm. and there are bad ones. The... And I've seen far too many bad ones. Right. Um, Catwoman. Catwoman. That was terrible. Horrible. That that was. <laughs> that was just satanic in that it was produced so poorly. <laughs> that was. A, yeah. That was a, yeah. I. It was. Yeah. I. I just didn't care for it. And did you like the new Batman? Did you see that? I did, and um, I did, and so let me let me address Batman okay. because I know that I know that probably if we did a. Um, poll of common people. Batman would be everyone's favorite, uh, far above Superman. Mm. I like Batman. Batman, every iteration of Batman um, probably is closer to the spirit of the original book than any other comic. Mm. And I and I so appreciate it. It's like they got that, and they have they have sustained that. Basically, the only thing, the only thing that is the same about Superman from 1938 to now is he has a blue costume and a red cape and flies around. And and he didn't even fly around the first time. Oh, he didn't. No, he ran very very fast and oh. leapt very high. That's funny. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. That was the result. That's interesting. And he had, and and they did a very good job of evolving his powers and how they developed from when he first got here to the others. And and it was later, probably 20 years ago, where they related to the fact that being Kryptonian and being on Earth, he was one big, giant solar battery. And it's all his power... Yeah, his cells sun. are many, <laughs> yeah. you know. That's awesome. That kind of thing. But Batman, yeah, they've always, they've always. I mean, there is an anchor, and the anchor is, is the fact that he lost his parents, and saw his parents murdered before him. Yeah, and that has that that, that that's never gone away. Yeah, never. And I. That's why I appreciate. And love about Batman, yeah. And um, I mean, you know, they they stray kind of far away 
from yeah. the wheel. Um, incidentally, Batman and Robin. Uh, Robin was introduced a year after um, okay. in 1940. Oh, wow. So he's been around a long time. He's too. been around a long time. And so he's had a sidekick yeah. forever. So um, is, is top 10 next? Okay, so what I'm about to show you are the top, the the ten most expensive comic books today. Yay! You ready? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. excited about this. Three hundred twenty-six thousand dollars is its worth for what? The Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Number this one. Is, this is the first one. Twelve cents. Sold for twelve cents. Jeez. <laughs> twelve cents. Number nine, nine 343,000. Captain, Captain America, America. 45 cents. Yeah, 10. 10 cents. 10 cents. Yeah. Number eight. Number eight. This is the Human Torch. Huh. Now, the Human Torch was developed in the 40s in the Golden Age, but it was adapted in the 60s at the creation of the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Okay. And so in this is, and in, in you see the Submariner. This is where, this is the first comic that the Submariner came came out of. And... Um, is the Human Torch a good guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's being shot at by a bad, bad guy. guy. okay. Because bad guys had guns. Oh. In the comic books. Gotcha. Okay. Number seven. $375,000. Iron Man. That's the original Iron Man. That's the original Iron Man, 12 cents. Wow. What year? Uh, About in the early, early 60s. He's probably... So this is the most recent estimate? This what? This is the most recent estimate? Yes, this is the... No, this is the... Yeah, this is the most recent. Wow. That level... It was sold for that. Jeez. $350,000. You ain't seen nothing yet. Okay. Spider-Man's number one. Okay, number six. Number six. 450000 450000 Flash. This is the Flash Comics, 10 cents. Out of this are... Um, sev- this is the first reiteration of a speedster. Okay. A lot of people copied, but he's the first he's speedster. The first. And then there's Hawkman in there, and... Um, Johnny Thunder, I don't know the the cowboy guys, but they're also yeah. every every comic book creator had co- comic book heroes, uh, cowboy heroes. Oh. You know. Getting close to half a million here. Almost half a million. X-Men. There it is. Num- number one. Number one. Twelve cents. Number one. And so the original X Men, we've got. We have Cyclops. Yeah. We have um, the Iceman at yeah. the bottom, um, Marvel Girl, okay. Jean Grey. Right. They still retain the names The Beast, Hank McCoy, mm-hmm. and um, the Angel, Warren, Warren Worthington III. And Magneto's um, in there. Bobby the Drake is, is the Iceman. All of these... Uh, also, the thing is, is, is uh, uh, Stan Lee loved alliteration. All this time, Peter Parker. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's um, catchy. Four, half a million. Batman. Batman. Now this one. is the first um, title Batman titled 
comic book. Now, it's not the first Batman, yeah. but this is, um, this is in, yeah, so 10 this cents. This is his debut. Debut, half a million, the first time, single, single title. Did you have this one? No, I had I had others. Okay, I had mostly um, DC from I had mostly Flash, Barry Allen fl- Flash, the one we know as today. Yeah, he was um, he he came out when I was the year I was born, nineteen fifty six. So I had a lot of Flash, and Gr- Green Green Lantern was a part of the Silver Flash, Green Lantern. Um, Justice League of America were the the Silver Age iterations of DC, for DC. Very cool. Okay. <coughs> All right. Number three. Million. All right. Million. That's million a big bucks. jump. You'll love it. First one. Oh, Detective, the first Detective Comics. Comics. That's when Batman made his debut in number twenty-seven issue of Detective Comics. Ten cents. Wow. And this is, I mean, and... Uh, 1939. Yeah. Another million. Okay. Amazing and Spider-Man. Fantasy Spider-Man. So this is, I thought Spider-Man was a different one. Amazing Fantasy. Okay. See, a lot of, a lot of these superheroes were introduced in other titles and okay. other books. Got it. And see Spider-Man went on to you know, he he had his own book, Spider-Man, but Spider-Man was so popular and it was kind of genius that there is the amazing Spider-Man. And I owned at one time th- three I collected at one time three different um Titles of Spider-Man comic books, amazing, um, amazing Spider-Man, spectacular Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the web of Spider-Man, all over the place. Spider-Man teams up with this, and he, and then there's so there was a series of comic books him teaming up with different superheroes, right. and so that's how popular this guy has been. And so is this the. So this is one of the old... What year is this? Do you know? This is 1961 okay. or 62. And he looks great. He looks great. And and here's and he has virtually... I'm not changed. Now, he hasn't... His costume hasn't changed. Uh, it's it's now a little different. Yeah. But I think in the 20... In the 20 when, at the dawn of the 21st century, he started changing a little bit. He lost the, the armpit webbing. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost that. Uh, probably in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, but he for the longest time he still had that, which I thought was kind of cool. I think that's cool. Should have taken that out. Yeah. Um, in the Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland, the first one. Yeah, he had it. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, and here's number one. At. Jeez. Three million. million. Can't touch it. Action Comics, Superman. Number one. Number one. June 1938. The most expensive comic, bar none. Yeah. Nobody's going to touch it. Did you have that one? No. 
here's what I would do. If there was a time machine. You would go and buy all those. I, no, no. Oh. Nope. I maybe buy five. Yeah. I would go and buy and buy that and hold on to it and bring it back and and I would I would have keep one for myself mm -hmm. sell one for the money and um, finance a charitable organization uh -huh. with that for sure it's 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 lovely. So that's the first. Yeah, one. and as a as a piece of art, it's, it's gorgeous, stunning. It's stunning. I mean, the very composition, simple. The color. Uh huh. It's great. The yellow uh -huh. and the green car. I mean, uh -huh. obviously they picked the green car for a reason. It's just uh -huh. great. Yeah, but you can imagine how this would grab a kid's attention. Yeah, in 1938. In 1938, yeah, just it's it's just fantastic. So, um, all right, everybody. So, if you see this in a yard sale, <laughs> it doesn't happen, does it? it no, it doesn't happen. Not. Anymore. I mean, it could have happened 30 years ago yeah. when somebody didn't know. When it yeah. could have happened 40 years ago when my mom. I think my mom. Anyway. And so this is also not only rare, but this is this one's probably in perfect condition, right? This is no this when we talk about when we talk about the most expensive comets, yeah. they mint is mint. These are mint Perfect. condition. Very little. The um there is one, there's one in another list, they have it listed as, as number three or four, same comic book, but with a little little bit of foxing yeah. and, and a little bit of wear and tear on it. So these are all graded. These are these are mint condition. Yeah. Absolutely. And so there's a whole grading system to comics, yeah. too, that most yeah. people aren't. I mean, it's an industry. Yeah. People who are in the industry know what this is. And I don't know who owns it. I don't know where it is. I don't know what it is. But this is, yeah, that's the most expensive. And so then we, so if somebody doesn't know what the comic books look like back then, this gives you a little example. Yeah. Okay. And so what they did is... Um, is is this is this is the cover of um, so Siegel and Schuster? What they did is is DC made Superman their own, mm -hmm. okay, and gave him his own comic book. And so what they did is they went they went and repeated the original stories. So um, it was again ten cents, and this is what the insides look like for a comic book mm -hmm. like that. And you can see it's pretty elementary. Yeah. And uh, still still exciting. Yep. And um and uh and so here's another page from the same mm. and then here's another one, I think. Is this the only one we got? Yeah, that's it. Now, uh the Collaboration. We what we don't know is is that, and I love this is comic books are not created without a community behind it. Com comic books are the true, a true 
um, collaborative art form. Yeah, that's yeah. So there's not just one artist. There's no, multiple. This artists. is how this is how it goes through. What that what we're looking at now. That is a um, that is a sheet that is um, is called a proof sheet. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and what right? that is 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 this is this sheet is passed around from artist to artist. Okay. Okay. So what would happen is, um, first of all, the writer has to write the story. Mm -hmm. And so he will send a rough of the different pages of what's going on. The writer will send the story to a, what is called, a penciler. Mm. And they will send, and then the penciler on this will write and draw his pencils for every page. Okay. And they're very rough. Yeah. Okay. And then once he's done, he's done. He passes it on. Mm. It never comes back to him. And then this, that particular page, pencils, is sent to the inker. And the inker has become more important over the years okay. in comic books. And then the inker takes and just inks in and brings and fleshes out the pencils. Yeah. Then he's done. Then it goes to a colorist. Mm. And Jeez. then it goes into production. And there and once they've once that's left their hands, those yeah. pages they're done. They're done, huh? Yes. And so then they just go on to another they just crank them out. They crank them out. And so that's that's the production of that and I was given that by Art T-Bear who mm. who also inked that. So probably nineteen eighties. This probably nineties. Nineties. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is there any value to these? I have no you idea. Have no idea. I have no idea. Really the other cool. thing is is they there could be a million of these out there. Right, right. Yeah, I, I've never valued them. I never. If it was because I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who who does yeah. antiques and. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and would be able to find value for them. Again, that's another. That's a whole. Market. See, we're on a whole. Yeah, and there's a whole new genre there. But that I wanted to. I wanted to great. talk about that. That we have, and I. I think in one sense that um, that I would like, and superheroes have always been collaborative. That whole that whole nature, the movies that are, are collaborative are collaborative. They're um, and the fact that we, what is, what, I have to say, what was the most inspirational um, comic book, uh, uh, comic book movie that came out that demonstrated this? And it was the Endgame, the Avengers oh, yeah, yeah, Endgame. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was not, there was not a silent member in my right. audience when I first saw it. That didn't get excited when they all showed up. Yeah, no, it was great, and I think it was a masterpiece in that they honored everybody as best that they could, as best they possibly could, and they did it well. Yeah, and it just says it. And and if the if the only message is we need mm -hmm. each other. Yeah, 
Shoot. I know. Come on. That's, I mean, that will preach. That will preach. And I, I think that that's, I mean, in church life, in pastor leadership life, I think we're playing around with that quite well. And yeah. Probably now more than ever, I mean, despite everything that's going on in this world, I think pastors are putting, laying their egos aside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and hanging out and collaborating. I mean, we're hearing the call. Yeah, I mean, I th- I believe that I believe that the leaders in the church, we are, we are the Avengers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we are sending out the cry: Avengers assemble. Mm. You know, I I get really emotional. In, yeah, about this. You know, one thing I didn't really bring up, but specifically in the Marvel comics, they do a great job mm-hmm. of illustrating compromised characters, mm-hmm. individuals that have moral problems. Yeah. And, um, you know, in church life, we're dealing with that on a big level right now. Yes, we are. And I think, well, we can learn something from these comic books. It doesn't, you know, you can, you can have all of your spiritual gifts and you can still go back to choice, right? You can still make it a is, bad choice. It is choice. back to choice. Um, um, the, the other thing is, is, you know, um, the morality of justice yeah. and the morality of, of that comic book set are, that are not unique to comic books. Yeah. They're found in all forms of literature yeah, yeah. and all kinds of things. And, and, you know, and so I, I don't want to say that I'm, please don't hear anyone hear me say comic books are the be all and the end all. Yeah. Um, because I know that, you know, my I've lived with my wife and been around my wife for 25 years. She doesn't get them, <laughs> and and she she can be around me for another yeah. 25 years. She won't get it and won't respond. She likes good movies, but yeah. she's not gonna sit and pick up a comic book. No way. She's watching Downton Abbey or something. <laughs> oh, heck yeah, love Downton Abbey. She won't even read Downton yeah. Abbey in a comic book. Yeah. Why? You know. Anyway. Um, so now I think I think the next thing is I I want to demonstrate it how I want to show how comic books have responded and evolved into being relevant. Mm. And I think the next thing I'm going to show you is Superman in turmoil. Huh. In this in this comic book, which I owned. Uh, <laughs> he visits a therapist. You, Superman goes to counseling. Goes huh? to counseling. Oh, there he is. Oh my gosh! What? So what is he talking about? I think he's dealing with the fact that um, the reason why his cape is different is black is um, things things happened, mm. and there was a and a lot of people lost their lives. Yeah, and he couldn't do anything about it. And I think he's, I think he's dealing with that Some guilt and that guilt. Yeah. Um, and so we see him as vulnerable, but also, and I love this, he visits a priest, really, and goes to a church. I think I have this comic book either in a comic book yeah. or either in a graphic novel. I don't know. I couldn't find it, but he visits a priest. And he said, and at one time in this book, 
he says to the priest, I have a different holy trinity than you do. Hmm. He says, mine is Superman help me. And he's dealing with that conflict mm. and trying to, in one sense, get absolution from the priest. Wow. So isn't that Inter cool? That's very cool. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And so this is, uh, so this is one thing I appreciate and um, is that the writers are listening. Yeah. They're, they are um, responding to who we are and where we are. And this is across the board. Every, all of them are being nice and contemporary. Mm. The first time, however, when this happened for me, it took me completely by surprise. And it was in the 70s. And it was, it was when really the drug culture was taken off. Yeah. And um, there was a time when the Green Lantern and Green Arrow teamed up together around the world. Okay. Wow, a big old needle there. Yeah. Um, there was a time when every superhero had a sidekick, it, it seemed right, like. Right, right, right. And um, along with Robin and Wonder Girl, and, and um, the Green Arrow sidekick was Roy Harper, and he, his, he could shoot and everything. He was called Speedy. He became addicted to heroin. Wow. And this is this is this book is dealing with the drug issue. And I had this. You had this one. I had it. Yeah, that's it it's a powerful statement. Yep. I mean, they just went for it, didn't they? They did, and they went for it. And what we see them dealing with, um, what everybody's dealing with, and that even heroes, even people who yeah. have great skills, this is beyond them. Hmm. You know, and I think it's also very relevant to today. Mm -hmm. In the yeah, yeah. you know, in the rise of um, you know, the opioid epidemic. Are they? Is that making it into the comics? I, I don't know because okay. I don't I haven't collected it, anymore it. so I I don't know I got I don't, I don't have resources or time because it's a long comic books have come a long way from yeah. twelve cents ten cents and twenty five cents right. now we're at five dollars and I can't right, is that how much they cost nowadays well the good I, ones maybe not that much but uh, yeah. but you know we're talking about you know three bucks four yeah. bucks five bucks no you can't sustain that for yeah, for a long period of time. Sure. So anyway, um, now, so any questions about that? What, any, you know, I just don't want to move on. I, I think you, I, you got more, right? Oh, yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. Okay, so now what has happened is uh, because comic books have not now evolved into the point where the art of comic books was a selling point. Mm -hmm. As a and this, and uh, the the art probably in the beginning was a means to an end. You know, because they just needed to tell the story, and they needed. To yeah, they out. needed to tell the story, and so they did. And so what has happened is, but some really fine artists themselves have come out of it, and and they start creating these beautiful works. So the a couple of things I want to show you mm. is DC got together and the brainchild and and. And it is very often that the 
the uh, covers, the cover art is done by a completely different artist from the inside okay. art. And so they become into, so they, it's even more collaborative. So what this is, is this is a series of covers created by DC for their heroes, and it's called the Bombshell Series. Uh. And so what artists, different artists have done is they've taken every character, specifically the yeah. women, right. and when we talk about why are they called bombshells, is because reminiscent of the artwork that went on airplanes, airplanes and yeah. specifically bombers. Right. And they were usually beautiful women who were yeah. scantily clad, <laughs> yeah. and like the Memphis Belle. Right, right, right. And, and so what they've done is they've just commissioned artists to create a bombshell cover mm. and has that retro style. And this, of course, is Wonder Woman. Yeah. Now, I have all of these. Yeah. I don't know what's in the comic book because I haven't read them. I just but, have, have that. And this was done when? Uh, this was... 80s? Oh, no, right? no. This was done in recently. Oh, recently. Like okay. 2015. Okay. 2014, 2015. And I got all I got all my comic books yeah. from um, from a a shop called Quest. Oh, yeah, in Claremont, yeah, so downtown, that's a problem, in that's the a problem for you, huh? huh? That's a problem for you, huh? Or was a problem? Was a problem. Yeah, but I have been there in a while, and so I just I, just, I got Sophia's first comic there. I don't have the space, yeah, and I don't have the finances. Yeah, your so. your wife will. And so they have. So there was this bombshell, and then. Then they went and they they commissioned artists to if you could for the for our heroes um, draw a cover based on movie posters, mm. and this is what some of them came up with. Teen Titans. You want movie? That's it's a uh, movie poster. Yeah, that's a uh, that vampire movie. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Isn't it great. That's great. Yeah. Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Great. That's well done. You got Teen more? Titans, you know who they are? They're the they're the sidekicks. Yeah. Um Sophia is was totally into the Teen Titans cartoon mm -hmm. on Cartoon Network or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's super funny. I don't know if you Oh, they are they're funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. But the but the comic books are um because I started I collected them in the 70s when I was in grad school. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Great stories. Yeah. Super great. And then, so this next movie. Wait, don't tell me. Green Lantern. Oh, that's, um, that's 2001. Yeah. And, um, huh. and they have, and I have, I, I couldn't find all of them. I had I poor Luke was just inundated. Yeah, you you uh... my poor stuff. I, I example after example. I felt so bad for him. I mean, he was doing stuff clear up till today. <laughs> what a great guy! And just you know, if we don't get to it at the end, Luke Joel, thank you again yeah. Yeah. for what you do for us. And um, this just your guys are just awesome. And well, Luke, you're so patient. Merry <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. So, um, so the, the there's one more, right? Okay. There's, but we won't see it yet. Um, that we, it's in our culture. 
comic books and comic book superheroes and comic book movies are in our culture. They're not going away. Yeah. They, they're not. And people can be sick of them. You know, I'm not. Well, Disney's not either. They're putting major money into... Oh, they are. Yeah. I'm, they're coming out with the She-Hulk. Yeah. And that looks fun. And, and so they're not going away. Yeah. So we either... We have a choice. We can, we can just ignore them. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And, um, but to be critical of them and they say they need to go away... Um, that's I and say we need something else. Well, then people need to write something else. Yeah. People need to write original stories. People need to make stories and that capture the imagination. Capture the imagination. Yes. That's what we want. What we we'll probably get in trouble for saying this one. Probably what we don't want are chick tracks. Chick tracks. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I, mean, I know exactly what we're talking about, <laughs> and I think, and I, I, yeah, I, I've been a critic of chick tracks. Um, have they, have they brought people to Jesus? I don't know. I don't know either. They're hard uh, though. They're they're they're, they're hard, they're... and they, um, I don't think they're very Christ-like. Mm-hmm. They talk about Christ, yeah. but they're not Christ-like, and um, and I'm and I'm just at my day and age that I'm at at a certain age. I do not have time for um, hate-filled messages that it, for Turner burn messages. Yeah. I don't have a t- have time. I used to in high school. I used to clean carpets. Uh huh. Um, did that out of high school too, and we used to clean that place, the Chick Track place. Did you see him around? I didn't see him around. Yeah, nobody does. But I didn't like it. No, I got creeped out by that place. Yeah, I did. I I did too. Um, um, you know, I was given a free example, a sample, a big pack of yeah. Chick Tracks, and. They did magazine. They did comic books. Oh, they too. did the Crusaders. Yeah, yeah. They're very well drawn. Yeah. Some of it, yeah. He's he, he in one sense he's a very fine artist, hmm. and um, you know, but uh, but there's all kinds of different art coming out, and I think the thing now that get ready, they're coming. The next thing that's coming out is we're going to see even more anime movies. Yeah, and manga. No, they're out already. They're right? out. Yeah, and they are. They are. They are they're taking stunning. the world by storm. Yeah, they're, they're visually they're stunning. They're visually, and it, they're visually stylistic. Yeah, and they have a very specific style. Mm-hmm. But stories are great. Yeah, super great. Yeah, and um and 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 since speaking of superheroes, let's. Let what we need to remember is it is the stories that drive it. You know, forget about the costumes, forget about all. That. It's the stories that are so good. Yeah. Um, and and DC, um, Marvel may Marvel may own the cinematic universe. DC owns the animated universe. Their animated stories 
They're they're the best, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, everything I read is uh, Batman the animated series is probably one of the is is probably one of the best iterations mm. of of uh, Batman, mm. and that um, Kevin Con Conroy who voices the Batman okay. is is He's... in the easily the top three or five. Um, Batman actors. Do you have a least favorite Batman? Do I have a uh, yes? But every you, but uh, you, people you, won't like it that I say this oh. because um, I loved it as a kid. Yeah. But my least favorite Batman is Adam West. Oh, yeah, that's heresy, right? That's heresy. He's my least favorite. I just too goofy or huh? Too goofy. It too just campy? I it, it 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 didn't fit uh. for me. I you know it it was campy and I yeah. appreciate why I do it and I enjoy a, I enjoy going back. Yeah. Did I watch the series growing up? Of, of course, course I did. did. Yeah. You know and uh, you know some people say you know George Clooney's the worst, um, <sighs> but it wasn't it wasn't his fault. Yeah. You know and and so yeah I I think I. People vilify Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he was. You, you liked him? I thought he was great. Mm. I thought he was good. My favorite is uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah, that's that got everybody back on track. That it? got everybody back yeah. on track. And then, uh, and then, you know what? Uh, Chris Claremont did. I mean, not Chris Claremont, but Christopher Nolan did with the Batman with the Dark Knight that series. Was so good. So good. So good. And Christian Bale was a awesome. He was the, probably the best, right? Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. He was really good. And so, yeah. So um, they're here. Yeah. We're going to respond. Yeah. They're going to influence us. And um, and we have the choice. So, uh, and I've always been fascinated with it. Now, you know that I have, I have my Bat- Superman stuff. Yeah, yeah. I have done a Batman painting. Oh, let's see. Do you it's have it? It's not here. Oh, you don't have it. Okay. And the reason why I don't have it is because... You sold it. Oh, I, no, I gave it away. Oh, Joel. Gave it away to my um, my son's family. Okay. So, Which is fine. It's in the family. Um, but it was really awesome. <laughs> but I don't... The, the example I have of it is only a part of it. You can't really see anything. But this is mine. Yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah, this is great. And um, so this is your Marvel. Um, this is this is, you know, somebody said, well, why don't you do Marvel? And so I have always loved, I've always loved the flag motif. The flag motif is fun for me, and um, and I remember getting really excited. So is Superman older than Captain America? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Superman's older than everybody. Okay. Um, Captain America um, came out at the beginning of World War World War Two. Yeah, and that influenced a lot of the Golden Age of what went on, and then the Golden Age faded out um, by the end of the forties and going into fifties, and you didn't see a lot of superhero comic books in the in the fifties. Um, you saw monsters and cowboys, right? Because why? Because of the um, censorship issue. 
So Gosh. there you have it. That's such a great. This is probably one of my favorite talks. This was this, fun. Just passionate about this art form. Yeah. One of our earliest conversations when we first started this podcast, you asked me if I considered illustrated illustrators artists uh-huh. or illustration is artwork. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh man, is this a trick question? <laughs> and I gave you the right answer. Right. It is. It is. And and I think the better question is, is uh, illustrations, is illustration artistry? Yeah. Yes. yes. Absolutely. It is. I it, did I did my sermon on Edward Hopper, Nighthawks on Sunday. Uh, kind of disappointed that a lot of people had never seen that piece, which was, yeah. The diner. Yeah. There's a lot of people like, I've never seen that before. I'm like, where have you been? Where have you been? It's this iconic American art. The, oh, absolutely. But Hopper had this insecurity because he was an illustrator. He was a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to be a real artist. Obviously, he became one. But he, <sighs> you know, he, was, he was illustrating because he needed to make money. But he hated it. And I think that people need to get out from underneath that kind of pressure and you know what what we do is important what we do is artwork whether it's an illustration or whether it's it belongs in a museum it's you know exactly you know what what you write is is important it doesn't have to be the the next great great american novel it can just be useful and beautiful you're writing good you're writing a story yeah and and i just you know i you know i'm i'm very passionate about this, yeah. as you can tell, and um, and I think I have to say I, I was I was what gets me to gets me into a comic book is is the color and is the design yeah. and it's it's interesting it wants to make it it arrests me and yeah. and I think you bottom line I'll tell you why <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm a DC fan. I like their superhero palette better than I like Marvel. <laughs> the Marvel's colors? palette. Serious. That's so funny. Serious. I like the way they combine the colors. I You are a true artist. I'm a true artist. And that I think that's it. Yeah. I you know, I love I love the the green and orange of, yeah. of Aquaman. All right, uh Philippians four eight. Whatever is true, whatever is beautiful, whatever is noble, whatever is if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, you think about think on, think on these things. things. If there is something yeah. we need to measure, let's use our ch- yeah. our our superpower of choice yeah. to think on these things. So I think it is fair and acceptable to flip through comic books. And if there's an image or a story or a movie or a TV show that offends you or offends your spirit, you turn it off, right? Turn it off. And I think you and I both agree we have been exposed to uh, Christian art that has offended us. Yeah. I, um, I, I won't say the movie, but I just watched... I, I watched a movie that was done by a very important director. Yeah. One we all love and know. And... And I was, I was 
I had to fast forward through some of it. It yeah. was so disturbing to me yeah. and disturbing to my spirit. Yeah. There was some redeeming at the end, but I, 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 I was bothered. Yeah. So it's, I, we need to be discerning mm-hmm. as believers, but mm-hmm. we also need to make sure that, well, that our minds are engaged in creativity as believers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, we need to watch what comes into our mind, but we're not the censorship police. I think you and I, we haven't talked about censorship. Oh, we, I, I, but I, we're probably on the same page. We're on the same page. Yeah. I don't, I don't care for it. It's terrible. Oh, because the Bible already is our censor. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is our censor. I, I don't, no, turn it off. Yeah. Don't pick. I. Well, for example, I don't like horror movies. I don't like horror movies either. I won't go to a horror yeah. movie at all. I won't go to scary movies. Yeah. And if I if if the movie ends up being scary, I feel I feel snookered. Yeah. I I, I had a remember I had to confess to you about a movie yeah. I saw that yeah. disturbed me and it ruined me. Yeah. And yeah. It snookered you. It did. And I don't like to be snookered. I don't, I don't either. And so. We call it slimed, huh? It's being slimed, being slimed, exactly. Yeah. So, it, and then so just, you know, get get in the fountain of of the Amen. blood of Christ, Amen. and um, you know, and get washed up and get yeah. clean and move on yeah. from it. Awesome. Well, I hope you all enjoyed the comic book series or show. We need to do another one, I think. Yeah, we'll have a part two we'll some, a part somewhere two in time. Somewhere. And I have I have more of this kind of art. I bet you do. I love it. Yeah. God bless you guys. Thanks for watching or listening, the yeah. art of faith. Uh, God, we ask for uh, proper discernment, proper insight into uh, your creative process in your mind, and that we can be enlightened and, and, and we can enjoy artwork in, uh, in all of its forms. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for giving us a creative mind. And I pray that you will just activate our imaginations um, to give us fullness of life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.